my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, in today's gospel from Luke 11, 29 to 32, we are told that the crowds got even bigger and Jesus addressed them. This is a wicked generation. It is asking for a sign. The only sign it will be given is a sign of Jonah. For just as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, so will the Son of Man be to this generation. On Judgment Day, the Queen of the South will rise up with the men of this generation and condemn them because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and there is something greater than Solomon here. On Judgment Day, the men of Nineveh will stand up with this generation and condemn it. Because when Jonah preached, they repented, and there is something greater than Jonah here. Beloved in Christ, the people asked for a sign. If we want to understand the context, we have to take our time and look back and go back to Luke chapter 11. The whole of Luke chapter 11, we'll get it very well. But in verse 16 in particular, this is where they asked for a sign. In verse 16 of Luke 11. After Jesus performed all those miracles, from the verse 1, you know, he was praying. The disciples saw him and asked him to teach them how to pray. Then he taught them how to pray. Then from there, he went on, verse 14, he healed the mute man, the man who was possessed. He healed him, and they said he was using the power of the devil, so to speak, Beelzebul. Then it goes on. Jesus now tells them about true happiness, the need for them to depend on the word of God. But you know, in verse 16, that is where they asked for the sign. They wanted to trap him, so they asked him for a miracle to prove that he was really from God. They wanted to um, disprove Jesus' sonship, so to speak, or divine nature. So they asked him for a sign in Luke 11, verse 16. And Jesus tells them, No sign will be given them except the sign of Jonah and that of the queen of Sheba, so to speak, the queen from the south. Dear friends, these people had the sign of all signs before them. Jesus, the sign of all signs, all the miracles in the Old Testament and in the New Testament were all pointing to Jesus. So all the miracles they, they saw that day or that week or during the period Jesus was with them, all these signs were pointing to Jesus himself. All the signs in the Old Testament, all the miracles in the Old Testament were all pointing to Jesus in a way, in a sense. So Jesus is telling them that I am the real sign. All miracles are from me. And in fact, they point to me because I am the source of all authentic signs. All authentic signs are from me. I am the source of all authentic signs. And since I am the source of all authentic signs, all signs should lead to me. Jesus is the authentic sign. Yet they saw him and they doubted. And so Jesus is saying that Jonah, who was not the authentic sign, but just a sign, Pointing to he, Jesus, Jonah, we are told, was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. 
You know, and all these were pointing to Jesus. And yet, we are told Jonah was a sinful person, so to speak. And with all his sins, he disobeyed God and finally obeyed God and went to preach the people of Nineveh. In Jonah chapter 1, let's take our time also later and read the whole of Jonah chapter 1 so that we can understand the, the story of Jonah very well. We were reminded in Jonah chapter 1 verse 17, we, um, in fact the whole of Jonah chapter 1 or the whole of the book of Jonah so that we can understand the context very well. So all Jesus is saying is this, if Jonah was a sign to me, I am the ultimate sign. Jesus is the ultimate sign. And so if Jonah, a sinful person so to speak, was able to preach just in a brief while and the people of Nineveh got converted and also the queen of Sheba didn't get an invitation to Solomon she only heard about Solomon and she managed to go there to, to hear the wisdom of Solomon and she was impressed by that if all these efforts this woman made the queen of Sheba made and the people of Nineveh made to repent because of what they heard. And we have had Jesus, or they, the Jews at the time, they had Jesus being with them all this while, performing all these miracles. And yet they failed to see him as the ultimate sign of signs. Then indeed, they are a wicked generation. That is the summary of all that Jesus is trying to tell us today. That the people had every opportunity, all the signs they wanted to see and believe. They had everything. And yet they failed to believe. Jesus was telling them that there's no, see, I've done more than enough signs for you to see and believe. And yet you have refused to believe. And in fact, I am the ultimate sign. I am right here before you. And my presence with you alone, my words, my teachings alone should tell you that indeed, I am the sign of signs. I am the ultimate sign. And yet you have failed to believe. Then what kind of description can I give you? The best description is to call them a wicked generation. A generation that is not ready to change. A generation that is not ready to believe. They are not ready. They have made up their minds not to believe no matter what. Friends, and indeed it's not their fault. We have to pray. Today we have the same. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, I think 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. Let's see. 2 Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter 4, from verse 3 to 4. St. Paul says that the gospel is veiled to those who are perishing, in whose case the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Friends, the person does not understand because they cannot see the moral truth. These people were failing to see because the enemy has blinded them. Friends, that is why we have to pray for unbelievers. Let us not uh, insult them or condemn them. Let us pray for them that the Lord himself, the Holy Spirit himself, who were told by Jesus to ask for, will enlighten their minds to come to faith. And that is why we must not stop evangelizing. We must speak. It takes only the word of God to clear the path for the unbelieving, for unbelieving hearts to come to believe. Let us not give up. 
And that is why we must intensify our evangelization efforts. Friends, Jesus called them a wicked generation. I don't know how he would describe our generation. I don't know how Jesus will describe our generation. But Jesus is encouraging us to learn from the Ninevites and from the Queen of Sheba. This woman made a conscious effort to travel all the way from her place to go to, uh, to, to, to see King Solomon. Think about the effort she put in to go and listen to King Solomon. And she was impressed by that. And that drew her closer to God. What effort are we making to draw closer to Jesus? What efforts are we making to build and grow in our faith? That is why in the first reading, for example, we are cautioned that we should stand firm. Jesus freed us so that we will worship him. We were set free by our accepting Jesus, by our baptism. We, Christ Jesus freed us so that we will stand firm and worship him. Friends, what efforts are we making to remain free? What efforts are we making to stand firm? And listen to what St. Paul says. He says, stand firm therefore and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. If somebody tells you to stand firm, it suggests that there is going to be something that is likely to shake you. There is a force that is likely to shake you. That is why St. Paul is telling you is to, to stand firm. So he said we should stand firm. It means we should make ourselves steady and heavy, so to speak. So we must eat well physically. If someone tells you to stand firm, it means you need to add some extra weight to be able to stand whatever force is likely to come and shake you. So we need to eat well physically. Now, spiritually too, we need to eat very well so that we can stand the test of time. There are all kinds of ideas, false ideas, false, 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 false teachings, false gospels, so to speak, that sometimes shake our faith. We need to eat well the true word of God so that we can have spiritual weight to be able to stand firm. That is what St. Paul is telling us to do. So let us look for avenues, ways and means by which we can build and nourish our faith so that we'll be, we will stand firm as St. Paul cautions and advises us. That is the way to go and stop asking for unnecessary signs for us to believe. We have the ultimate sign in Jesus. Jesus, who is the image of God. Jesus, who is the wisdom of God. Solomon had just a, a bit, a part of that of Jesus. And the queen of Sheba traveled all the way from the south to go and see him and, was, and, and believed after seeing just a little of the wisdom of Solomon. Friends, uh, Jonah also preached about Jesus and the people of Nineveh repented. We have no excuse. We have the whole word of God that talks about Jesus. That talks about Jesus and we have the full wisdom of Jesus, the full wisdom of God, that is Jesus Christ, living in us. We have no excuse. We are blessed beyond measure to have the wisdom of God living in us. So let us go out there and portray to everyone also that indeed we carry the wisdom of God who is Christ Jesus. We are expected to also be signs for people to come to Jesus. Jonah was a sign to his generation. The queen of Sheba and Solomon were signs, of, um, signs to their generation about the reality of God. We also must be signs and symbols pointing to Jesus Christ. Signs and symbols that will lead people to Jesus. By the way we speak, by the way we do things, people should see Jesus in us. 
We should point them to Jesus by our utterances and by our lifestyle, by our dressing and everything we do. We should point people to Jesus. That is what Jonah did. That is what Solomon did. And that is what we are called to do. Let us not be unbelieving like the Jewish people who were trying just to misbehave with Jesus, so to speak. And he calls them a wicked generation. May we never be called a wicked generation. May we be called a believing generation. A generation who will believe the word of God as we hear it and as we listen to it. A generation who will seek the ultimate sign in the word of God. A generation who will go all out to live out and proclaim the ultimate sign, Jesus Christ, for all to see and come to faith. After all, Jesus says that when I am lifted up, I will draw all men to myself. Let us go out there and lift Jesus up by signs and symbols, by the way we portray and speak about Jesus Christ. We are bearers of Christ. We are symbols of Christ. And we all point to the ultimate sign, Jesus Christ. May God bless us and keep us in his love to be true signs and symbols pointing to the ultimate sign, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the ultimate sign. And let us make time as we go home to read very carefully the book of Jonah and 1 Kings. Very carefully, the book of the whole, the whole of 1 Kings, we will get a lot from there that tells us about the king, the queen of Sheba. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.